so my full site templates, which means that you're getting like all the pages, most of them are $797. So not and I mean $797, which is, that's an interesting thing too. That's maybe yeah, I would say in show it templates, that's a more expensive template. And definitely if you're looking, you know, people who are selling templates on WordPress, you might be feeling like I can't even get a hundred dollars for my templates. Like it's just different markets are different prices. And there are show it templates that are way cheaper than mine. I think mine are really, really high quality though, and absolutely worth the price. You get a course to that with it that tells you how to customize your template. But that's kind of what the price point is. And I've had that price point the whole time. Five years ago it was $7.97 and I've kept it there. And then I have some full site templates that are a bit more than that. And then all my add-ons are obviously less than that. So I have, you can get a template from me for $97. That is an add-on. I think that's my lowest template, but yeah, so that's kind of the range there. Big range. Welcome to the Profitable Graphic Designer Podcast. I'm Katie Sundell, brand strategist, designer, and the CEO of a successful six-figure design agency. I teach brand, graphic, and web designers how to get more clients, increase their pricing, and build profitable design businesses in a simple and sustainable way. We have online programs, courses, and templates that you can use, as well as our coaching and mastermind high-touch experience for creatives. You can find out more about starting and growing your design business at AventiveAcademy.com. But until then, grab a cup of coffee and join me in today's podcast episode. Selling website templates. In today's episode, we have a guest who I'm so excited to talk with as I started following her a few months ago and have been loving her Instagram content. Her name is Elizabeth and she's all about show it website templates, helping designers grow their businesses. And she also helps people start and grow their podcast. But instead of me talking more about her, I would like to ask her to introduce herself and tell us a little bit about who she is and what she does. Awesome. Well, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to chat with you and with your new mama self of like having <laughs> a baby. I'm like, oh my gosh, so impressive. So yeah, I'm Elizabeth McCravey and my main thing is I create and sell show website templates. Like you said, my website template shop actually yesterday at the time we're recording this celebrated five years of having that as a part of my business. So that's a big part of what I do. Additionally, I teach designers how to build an in-demand business for themselves from like the business perspective in my course booked out designer. And then I'm launching a new course right now called podcast success blueprint all about starting and or scaling a podcast. So those are like my main things. I'm also a podcast, my podcast host myself like you, the breakthrough brand podcast is that and I'm a boy mom with a second boy on the way and I live in Nashville and I've had my business almost eight years now officially, but more like nine years if you count the time that I was freelancing, but not like declaring myself a business owner yet. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. And can you tell us a little bit about your background? Like, did you go to college? Did you study web design? Did you have a job prior to becoming a business owner? Like, please just like walk us through kind of like your timeline. 
Yeah. Yeah. I love talking about this stuff. It's fun hearing because everyone's journey is so different with it. For me, I did go to college and study design there. But even before that, I in middle school got was really into MySpace templates, like making uh, MySpace themes, I guess is what they were called, not templates. But I made MySpace themes with my sister. We had a lot of friends on MySpace that we were making those for. And that was like kind of my design outlet. I used Corel Paint Shop a lot as a high schooler and middle schooler and was like really into all that. But then when I thought practically about college, I did not see, I guess in my life, I did not see anyone doing design as a career. So I didn't even really know that like that passion I had over here could be done in a different way. And so I started college as a nursing major and then actually met with like my school's career counseling center. And they had me take some tests and they interviewed me and they were like, hey, we think you would be a good fit for the digital media program. And so I've majored in digital media in college, which was like such a cool major because it was a combo of graphic design. And that was like my emphasis. So I took a lot on like logo design and web design and things like that. And then also marketing and computer science were the other things I studied a lot. So it was really fun. And once I got in that major, I was like, yes, this is the right thing for me. And I always kind of thought that like someday I'd love to start a business. My dad was an entrepreneur and like, I always saw that as like something I'd love to do, but I thought that would be better when I'm like a lot older, not like a recent college grad. So I got a job, kind of like a corporate design job at an advertising agency that we actually worked with like medical clients and lawyers and things like that. And I really hated the job and it was like super hard, um, not liking it so much. A lot of the reasons I didn't like it was the corporate culture of it, but it did make me question, like, do I have what it takes to be a designer? Do I have what it takes to like have a real job even? Because that was like my first, like for a real job besides, you know, the kind of jobs you do in college. Like I worked at a yogurt shop and stuff like that. So it was like a really interesting, like struggle there. And I ended up putting in my notice only after working there about four months. I was also newly wed at the time. So just a lot of, and moved to Nashville for the first time, a lot of like big life transitions. And I ended up leaving that job the day I put in my notice, not really expecting that. And then I started freelancing from there, um, literally as like the interim thing until I found another nine to five. I applied to all the places hoping to find something. And it was so odd because for me, when I found that first job, I got it really easily. And then when I was like, okay, let me try to find a different job. I, no one was writing me back. I was not getting interviews. And in the meantime, my freelancing like really picked up a lot. So that was kind of like what led me here, basically. Yeah. So when it comes to your freelancing, how did you start getting clients? Yeah. So I was freelancing. I didn't say it's a minute ago, but I was freelancing when I was at my nine to five and back to when I was in college. So really, gosh, I started freelancing my sophomore year of college after I did an internship at a PR and marketing agency that's actually based in San Diego. And I went in person and did an internship there. So that's how I like started getting real job experience early on. And I actually got a lot of clients from them. And then I became like a team member of theirs. The rest of the time I was in college, it was like on payroll and everything, even just remotely. So that was one way. But then once I like quit this job and was like, okay, I need more clients. It was a lot of word of word of mouth, a lot of random, like just people I met. And then Upwork was another really big one for me early on. And I also worked with a um, creative staffing agency, which is something I feel like people don't talk about enough, but that was 
really big for me to get two specific clients that were really large Nashville companies and they paid really well and were really good like learning experiences for me back then. Yeah, I'm surprised to hear Upwork, but you did mention early on because <laughs> the competition is huge these days. And I am someone who's always against Fiverr and Upwork. Uh -huh. And I always try to explain to freelancers how important it is to have their own platform, their own website, to build their own business and not to rely on Fiverr and Upwork and how hard actually it is these days to get clients. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think I do to some extent. Like for me, getting like getting started somewhere, Upwork was almost like a necessity for me because I wasn't sure I even wanted to do this. So I was like trying to figure out, do I like this or not? And I feel like the, at least for me, and I know this was, you know, this would have been like eight years ago. So I totally get that things might be different now, but I was able to land some clients that were well-paying for my level of skill. And right now, if I was being paid that same thing, I'd be like, wait, this is way lower than I want to be paid. But I felt like it was good at that point. And I did not stay on there forever. So I'm with you on that, that like, I don't think that's a long-term solution. And once I officially said, hey, I'm a business owner, I'm doing this thing for, I'm going to quit pursuing applying for other jobs. I made my own website and my own domain name. And I made social media for my business and things like that and started like really marketing myself. Whereas before I was kind of like, just finding clients in the random uh, places. Like one of my first clients who I absolutely loved and worked with them for quite a few years, a big Nashville horse race was what they are. They do it every single year. And I was their designer. And I literally got the job through a random girl who I don't even know anymore. We weren't even friends, but we met at church and she heard I was a designer. She did their PR and was like, hey, we're actually looking for a new designer. And then boom, like I got that gig. So it's like, I had a lot of different paths you could say to finding clients. Yeah, I think that we all have different paths. For example, I was getting clients through Craigslist. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> you know, interesting. So yeah, that was the thing that worked at that time. I don't even know. I mean, I believe that Craigslist still exists, but, yeah, you know, and I did get like really high paying clients, even 10K plus clients from Craigslist, which was, you know, nine, 10 years ago. Um, you know, it's just like funny that now I don't even know if it exists anymore. But do you still work with clients like one on one, like designing their websites or do you just sell templates at the moment? Yeah. So it's, it's so interesting because I don't, I would say I still do work with clients because that's something I'm not trying to quit doing, but I've been in a season, like my son's two years old, pregnant again with baby number two. I took a five month maternity leave of my first for my business, which I was so grateful that my business allowed me to do that and to keep making money. And during that time that I did that, I was actually our family's sole breadwinner and still was able to do that. So I've been in a time where I'm like, it financially does not make sense for me to work with clients, but I love it. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't want to ever stop doing it. But right now, if someone were to ask me like, hey, listen, I really want to work with you. I was actually on a call, coaching call with a client earlier last week. And I was like, the best way to work with me is templates. Like, and then I can help you get a designer to customize it if you need that like extra support. But yeah, it's kind of, it makes me sad to say, but that's kind of where I'm at with it right now. Yeah, I totally understand that because I also yeah. have a toddler and a baby. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's almost like impossible to figure out when you're going to have calls and meetings and all sorts of things. And even though I do have a brand and web designer who's on my team and they can help execute the project, but I, I totally get that, that it's harder to work with clients. How did you get started with your web design template business? 
Yeah. So basically I had been, I guess like, well, let me think it would have been like three ish years, almost three years into my business doing branding website design. I didn't mention this before, but I started out also doing social media management. So some of those clients I was finding at Upwork were to do social media management. I had about 10 retainer clients doing that. Um, and I was like kind of at a decision point of like, I was being like Jane of all trades, doing a lot of things. And I ultimately over the course of probably like a year niche down to like, I do show it website design and I do branding, like those two things together as a package, or if you already have branding, you can come to me for your website. And when I did that, my business really just grew a lot. Cause I think I became a better designer through all the other projects I did. But I also think show it allowed me to be a better designer because it has a lot of creative freedom. But basically I got to a point where I was charging as much as I wanted to for my projects and was really working with super, super idle clients. I've gotten to work with a lot of really cool companies. And then I was having way more demand. And I was at the point, which I know you talk about this, but of like, do I expand with a team and I had a team at the time, but like a team of designers, I mean, like do agency model, or do I create a product to serve more of these people? And I found that a lot of the people that were wanting to work with me, but I was being like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm too, I have too many clients right now. I can't take on another project. They also were needing a lower budget than what I was currently charging. So website templates are like a really good fit and, you know, show it has grown so much in the last five years since I first launched my template shop. But back then show it was really gearing themselves as a website platform more towards photographers. And that was not who I was working with. I was working with a lot of coaches and like, you know, B2B type business owners. And so I was creating like templates for that audience, which was not being met that much on show it templates. So that was kind of how it came about. And it, it's kind of felt like a natural evolution of like, I kept working with clients, but like I needed something to offer other people. Yeah, I was just about to ask you what show it is and why you chose yeah. it as your platform for creating and selling web design templates when we have so many other options such as, you know, WordPress, Wix, yeah. Shopify, Webflow. Like, what would you say that the benefits of show it are? Yeah, yeah, I love talking about this. And I've, I've designed on most of the platforms. And I actually think like, some people get so up in arms of like, this is the best platform. You have to use this one. I do not feel that way. I think you can create a super successful design business on any of them. In fact, in Booked Out Designer, a lot of people use show it, but we have people using all those platforms you just named too. And like Squarespace, you know, Webflow, like you said, Kajabi designers, even Shopify, like so many different ones. And I think it's about finding the one that works well for you as a designer and that would serve your clientele well. So like for me, I'm not working with people that need like full shops like they would if they need Shopify. So it's just like, you got to figure out what works for you. But for me, with show it specifically, if you haven't heard of it, I would go demo it and then like literally go just play around on their website with it. You can actually use my code. It's just Elizabeth at their checkout and you can get a free month if you want to check it out. But like it is so intuitive and you're going to feel as a designer, like you're using something like Canva. It does not look like Canva, the interface at all, but it's like you can actually move things wherever you want. You're not limited by code. You're not limited by the pre-template that you may have started with that you designed or someone else designed, like you might feel on WordPress or something. You're not limited by a builder. It is just like tons and tons of creative freedom. And there's a lot of outside the box things you can do even, especially in custom sites. That's something I actually miss about custom work is that I could like 
do like crazy stuff that I could just like figure out how to make happen and show it. But yeah, that's kind of what it is. And it it works with WordPress for the blogging side. So like the blog, when you're writing blog posts, you are doing that through WordPress. So when you think about like SEO and things like that show, it's really powered by that WordPress SEO side. So it's a really great website builder if you want to like rank well on Google and stuff as well. Yeah, that's amazing. And how do you approach the design process when creating web design templates, which like on show it, do you have a specific target audience in mind? And are those templates more for like designers or for people who need the website, but maybe can't afford a custom one? Yeah, so my templates are not for designers, although I do have designers buy them um, sometimes to like use them for like they're they're customizing it for a client Mm -hmm. or have designers who are like actually one of my friends who's a designer used one of my templates recently because she's like this is not where my time is best spent designing my own website like she's making like 10 15 on the custom sites like she needs to be doing that not designing her own website so it's a mix there but yeah definitely not geared towards designers and i wouldn't say geared towards people who can't afford a custom site like i think templates maybe at one point were seen as like oh that's for like the sad new business owner who doesn't have any money or like that's for the person who doesn't care about their website that much or that's the thing that like looks boring and generic and looks like everyone else's website but in reality templates like especially I would say my templates are not that way at all and don't feel that vibe. So I have people who are making tons of money and could afford a custom site, but do a template instead, all the way down to someone who is like a brand new business owner. And as far as the process for it, gosh, I mean, I do with every template, I start with definitely coming up with like, who is this ideal person to buy it? And templates are a bit different than custom design. There's so many things you have to think about differently than if you're designing for a specific client, because yes, you want to think about a specific person that you would hope would buy this template, but it needs to be a little more broad than that. Because if you make a template that looks too much like a custom site, people are not going to be able to customize it well. And it's not going to work well for a variety of industries, a variety of people, a variety of different kind of you know, photos they're putting in and things like that. So I kind of think about who it's for, but then also try to go a bit broader than my initial like feel for it. And I'm also thinking about like, what does this person want on their website versus like just what they do in their business? So like I have templates that like, it might kind of look like it's geared towards a business coach, but it's being used by bookkeepers, realtors, accountants, like social media managers, like all other designers, like all these different people. So it's more about like the vibe they want. And then I call images either from a photographer or some stock images to be like what goes in it. And I create like an actual brand for the template where I'm coming up with the typography, a logo area, colors, all of that. And then from there, basically start designing and show it. I go straight to show it um, after kind of mocking up a little bit in Illustrator, but that's kind of the initial process at least. Yeah. And how do you identify and maybe like analyze market brands to create templates that cater to your target audience? Yeah, it's so I do. There's so many ways. Gosh, I mean, where do I start? One would be I, look I know at, it's a big question. <laughs> yeah, and there's uh, yeah, it is like this is such an important thing about designing. And I would say with it as well, you might have templates that don't work that well. Like I've sold over 1.4 million in template sales at this point, just on templates. But I still launch some sometimes where 
it doesn't sell that well. And there's this other template over here that's like selling great. And I'm like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> you gotta just try stuff. So I look at that data of like, I have some templates that are like clear bestsellers. It's like, okay, why is this such a bestseller? How can I make more that have more the same stuff that makes this a bestseller? Additionally, I do survey my audience. So every year I should probably do more frequently, but at the end of every year I do like a complete audience survey. So it's to customers, it's to non-customers, podcast listeners, email subscribers, people who follow me on Instagram, all the places. And I'm asking, questions like, what do you want template wise? And I'm also drilling into things like if you're a designer, I ask you different questions based on that. So I can really like talk to each group, but I get a lot of info from that too, of like what people want from me specifically. So like this year I had a huge focus on um, add-on templates is what they're called, but basically like it's not a full website. So the assumption would be you maybe already have a show template from me or from someone else, or maybe a custom site on show it, and you need more landing pages. You're doing a quiz. You need a speaker page. You need a media kit. So those kind of things have been a big focus for me this year and have sold really well. And that's been fun. And that came through like audience surveying of like people were like, Hey, I have a template from you. I love it. Like I want to buy more stuff from you. Like, how do I do that? Um, so I did a lot of that this year, but those are, I would say those are the main two ways of looking at like what's working for me. And then also like what are trends in like show it, like what are, and even other platforms, like what kind of is working in templates and looking at my surveys. Yeah. And what marketing strategies have worked well from, for uh, like promoting your web design templates? Are you using platforms like Instagram, TikTok, maybe running ads? Like how do people find out about your templates? Yeah. So I don't run ads. I really, it's so weird. I don't, I, th I think like for t maybe a whole year straight, right up until, actually, I think during 2020 is when I did it. I ran ads for like a year straight and I haven't really run ads since. I worked with an ad agency when I did that. I would like to get back into doing you know Facebook, Instagram, Google, all those kind of ads, but I have not had a need for it maybe or just hasn't been a priority. So that would not be a way. My podcast is a really great legion source for me. That's like one of the top ways people are finding my templates and booked out designer is just listening to the podcast and, you know, engaging with that sometimes just through one episode and sometimes through like months of listening and then finally deciding to buy. Instagram is another way for me that I acquire new customers of just sharing helpful website things. And I, I share, I, I'm weird as a designer because I like to talk about a lot of things besides design. I like to talk more about even bigger business concepts than just like looking at your website or brand. So I do content like that, that then can attract people to the website template side. And Google is a really huge thing for me as well of just Google search and rankings. And it's cool because like that also relates to my podcast because a lot of what's ranking our blog posts for the podcast. So I would say those for me are the top three ways, but I also... You know, I have a YouTube channel. I do, I'll have a lot of freebies that then can help people learn about my templates and things like that too. And I don't think you have to start with all that, but those are kind of like where I'm at now with it. Yeah. So basically your focus is on Instagram podcast and SEO. If we were oh. to summarize the main three. Yeah. Amazing. And how do you approach pricing and packaging your templates effectively? Like, can you give us an idea of the cost of one template? Yeah. So my full site templates, which means that you're getting like all the pages, most of them are $797. So not I mean $797, which that's an interesting thing too. That's maybe 
And I would say in show it templates, that's a more expensive template. And definitely if you're looking, you know, people who are selling templates on WordPress, you might be feeling like I can't even get a hundred dollars for my templates. Like it's just different markets are different prices. And there are show it templates that are way cheaper than mine. I think mine are really, really high quality though and absolutely worth the price. You get a course too that with it that tells you how to customize your template. That's kind of what the price point is. And I've had that price point the whole time. Five years ago, it was $7.97 and I've kept it there. And then I have some full site templates that are a bit more than that. And then all my add-ons are obviously less than that. So I have, you can get a template from me for $97. That is an add-on. I think that's my lowest template, but yeah, so that's kind of the range there. Big range. Yeah. So since you mentioned some cheaper showy templates from maybe other designers, like how do you differentiate your templates from the competition in the market? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So there's a lot of ways with that. I think one, I mean, so some things that I always tell people really help my templates stand out would be that we offer in-house customer support. So you get to like contact my team, not just show it. And then you also get a course with it that teaches you how to customize the template. And then the templates are, are a lot of pages. And I'm also really paying attention to, from a design perspective, how it's set up on the back end. Um, show it's gotten so popular that there are, and no shade if this is anyone listening, but there are a lot of designers who get so excited about the capabilities on show and how easy it is to use that they're throwing out templates that are not built well inside of show it. So then when someone gets it, they're like, oh my gosh, it's all built on one canvas or like that everything is set as like an H1 tag. So it's like going to be bad on SEO. Like there's things like that that happen in a lot of templates. So if you are a designer, which I know our listeners right now are, but you're wanting to get on show it, I would highly recommend focusing first on the custom design side, get really good at working and show it as a one-to-one person web designer and learn the program and learn what clients want and don't want, what works and what doesn't and build your own website and show it in addition to that before you jump into templates. Because I think there's, there's this like perception that like, oh, but you sell show templates, you'll make so much money or sell WordPress or whatever templates, but the money's in templates. You'd be shocked at how many like template designers are making $0 on templates. And it's because it's not just about making the template. It also doesn't need to just look pretty. It needs to be functional. So that's, that's kind of a little tangent I have there, but that would be some advice I give is like focus on custom work first. I did that for a while on show it before I made my template shop too. Yeah. And would you recommend that designers can or should buy an online course to learn show it or you think they can do it by themselves? Like how would someone learn how to maybe not just make templates, but how how would they learn how to design a website using show it? Yeah, there's so many different ways. So for me, I literally am self-taught with show it. And when I first started on show it, there were way less resources around it. I remember like Googling, like, how do I become a show it designer? And now the page about how to become a show it designer, there's a video of me talking about being a show it designer on the page that if you find show it's page about it. But there was like nothing like that, like five years ago or six years ago. So, or yeah, that would have been more like seven years ago that I started on show it anyway, though. But there was less stuff out there. So a few things, places to start. One, I would get a free show it account. You can actually use show it free for like 30 days. Again, I have that code Elizabeth if you want, if anyone wants to use that, but you can just try it out. And I would actually start with like show it has free templates that are within 
just when you log into show they're like designed by show its team just start with one of those don't start with the blank when you're building an actual template you want to start with a blank template to start and you be designing it from scratch but for the purpose of learning you can start with one of those free ones and it, it depends on your like learning style but for me I'm someone who likes to just like click around and like see what's happening first so getting like familiar with like okay when you select the text what's happening on the sidebar when you click this, what, like, how do you upload images? Like just kind of exploring. If you have designed on other platforms, that part is not going to feel that crazy to you. If you've never done website design whatsoever, it's going to feel more like, oh my gosh, this is like very, very, maybe more confusing and complex. Show It also has a lot of trainings that you can go through and watch on like literally everything relating to show it. So, and also written tutorials. So that would be a great place to look. Also, there's a lot on YouTube of people like myself teaching show it things. Another thing that would be a more like, I guess, bigger investment, maybe after you've done those things, I have a lot of designers who buy a template from me to take my course, the show it blueprint course, which teaches you how to use show it. And that course is taught through the perspective of customizing a template which is different than just designing on show it. I've thought for years about making a course like how to be a show it designer, but the platform's always changing so much. I actually am pretty close with a lot of people on show it's team. And like right now I know they're redesigning some UX stuff and I'm like, I really don't want to mess with making a like course on this. And then it being like, oh, I launched it. And then like a month later, and everything looks different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, I am like, oh my gosh, that feels like a lot. And in Booked Out Designer, we talk about show it and other platforms on like coaching calls and stuff and in our Facebook community. So that's another like kind of resource place to ask questions that people often are talking about. But yeah, a lot of people buy the template to get the course. But I would say though, generally speaking, just start by like looking at show its resources and playing around in the software. Yeah, I have just one more question when it comes to show it, and then we're going to talk about your other programs, like how you teach um, people to start and grow their podcasts and things like that. But how do you ensure a positive user experience for your customers when they purchase and try to implement your templates? I know you mentioned that they can call your team, but how do you help then your customers customize the templates to match their unique brand and style? So please tell us what steps they need to take after buying a template from you? Yeah, so I try to do a really good like onboarding sequence for customers. So after you click that purchase button, it feels very like you're well taken care of and like you're getting all the emails you need. It's very like nice and automated there. And you get some emails over the next few days with like some tips. But the real big thing that most of my customers are doing who are not already familiar with show, because again, I do have some people who it's like, this is your like fifth website template on show to your fifth website. You've been in business 15 years and like, you know, this really well, or you have a team member who knows show it and is customizing it for you. But people start taking my show a blueprint course and learn that way. And then they're reaching out to myself and my team when they have questions. We also have a lot of people that want to work with a designer to get the template customized. Again, talking about how it's used by business owners who've been in business a long time. And they're like, yeah, I have the money to spend on like hiring someone to customize this. So we'll also recommend designers that like might be a good fit for them based on like what template they bought and things like that. But yeah, show it is like easy to use. So in the course I'm teaching you like, hey, like, okay, you bought this template and maybe you really liked the structure of it, but 
the colors in it are very bright. Like my background here behind me and you're like looking at like, okay, wait, my, my brain colors are more like blacks and, you know, muted colors. Like here's how to change that out like that, you know? So there's a lot of tutorials like that in the course. Yeah. Well, thank you. And so what are your future plans for expanding and growing your business now that you're going to have two kids? I saw that you're now also focusing on helping people and, you know, with their podcast, like how to start it, ways to grow and monetize. You also have booked out designer programs. So yeah, tell us about your future business plans and about those two programs. Yeah. So Booked Out Designer I've had since 2021 is when I first created and I've updated it and added tons of new stuff since then. But basically that one is a, like, I would say holistic business course for designers. So focus mainly on brand and website designers. If we were talking about this before of like all that language, like brand and website and graphic, like so many words throughout there, but there's, there's people doing all kinds of design in the course and it is a business course. So I'm teaching things like your, your client process. You also get templates. If you use ClickUp um, to just bring in a whole process that you can take your clients through. We talk about things like discovery call, tracking your finances, legal stuff. Like there's a contract template. So if you're like, Hey, I have been working with clients and I don't ever have a contract. And maybe you've been burned by that at some point, there's a template that you can get for included in the course costs that you just customize with your own business information and, you know, different like clauses you can change out for doing brand and website design projects. So there's a lot of like that also beginner stuff, like choosing your niche and ideal client and like creating your website and like website strategy and stuff like that. So that's booked out designer and it also includes ongoing group coaching. So that's actually like when I think about where I spend a lot of my time in my business, that's a big part of it is like doing those monthly coaching calls with people who are in the program. Um, it's also a one-time cost and you're just like in it. So like I say, there's ongoing coaching, but it's like whenever you join, you can keep joining coaching calls. And then so that's booked out designer. And, um, Super, and super is it fun. evergreen? People can join at any time. Like they can click, they can go to your website and join tomorrow, today. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I'm, I, I love having. I know it's so interesting. Do you keep your courses and stuff evergreen? Curious, yes. Or, yeah, you do. Okay. Yeah, I feel like it's so. Um, everyone has different advice on like what the right move is there, and for me. I'm like, I just want people whenever they like find it to be able to take that action. And for me, actually, when I was on that five and a half month long maternity leave, it was closed the whole time. And it was like, we let a few people in like who asked, but I'm just like, oh, I like hated that it was closed. And it was because I didn't have like the proper system set up to like have it open again. But anyway, yeah, that's on evergreen. So people can, and same with my templates too, can be bought like anytime. Yeah, I mean, I know that some people have it like open, closed, and we do have, we do that with our masterminds because just because people have to start showing up at the same time on the same Wednesday or Friday or whatever it is, because mastermind programs are usually over three to five months. And, you know, it's like from A to Z (laughs) versus here, it's, it's basically an online course. So it's play and pause. Yeah, I love that. That makes so much sense for things like a mastermind to be open and close. Yeah, it's hard navigating like what to do with different programs in that way. Yeah, definitely. And your other program about the podcast, that's something very new. Yes. So I'm actually doing a beta launch for it at the time we're recording this the next week, which is really, I'm so thrilled about it. So I'm not done creating. I'm like literally in course creation mode personally over here. 
which is funny because I made booked out designer when I was pregnant with my first baby. And then I was like, so just weirdly craving making another course when I thought I was pregnant again. It was so weird. I was just like, I don't know. I feel very creative when I'm pregnant. I'm now perhaps. like, how many babies are you going to have? Like, how many courses can we expect? I've had people joke to me and like, be like, I hope you have a lot of kids so you'll keep yeah. courses. I need to just make courses not pregnant. But it was like, I literally got that itch. And this was kind of like a course I've had on my mind, on my heart is something to make for a while. But yeah, the podcast course is called Podcast Success Blueprint. And again, I'm not done creating it, but my hope for it is that it'll help people who are starting a podcast to get all the things you need to know for like, you know, picking your equipment, getting it hosted, making your launch and all that kind of stuff. But also for people who have been podcasting a while, but maybe you're not seeing traction from it like you hope. Um, or maybe you're a new podcaster and you're like, hey, I want to make sure from day one that I'm not just getting my show live, but I'm also like actually making money from my podcast. So I'll be teaching ways to monetize your show, mainly through selling your own services and products. Um, and then we'll also talk about like ads and affiliates and stuff like that. And then just how to grow your show and grow your audience through your podcast. And I have a whole module on solo episodes, a whole module on interviews. So really like diving deep into it and not just like scratching the like Google level podcast tips. So when can we expect that to launch? Yeah. So it'll be the doors for that. So that one is going to be closed when this airs, I'm guessing, I think, right. <laughs> if it's not next week, I'm pretty sure it'll be closed, but yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. So it'll be open again in February of 2024. So really not that far away from now. So great time. If you're looking to start a podcast for the new year, you can check that out. Yeah. Basically that's around the corner. It's just yeah. three, four months. It's really I'm like, close. I gotta, I gotta have it ready and I gotta have a baby and that gotta be like you and just be like looking amazing <laughs> like five days after. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much for being here. Is there anything else you would like to add? And please tell us where people can find you, like your website, Instagram, TikTok. I know you mentioned YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. I would say the best place for people to connect would be my podcast. Um, Cause if you like this, you like podcasts, you know, podcasts, I'm a big podcast listener myself. So um, that's called the breakthrough brand podcast, or you can just like search my name in podcast apps and, and I can I've add had, the links below. Oh yeah. And I've had, um, gosh, over 240 something episodes now. So there's a archive to go through. Um, it's a very like bingeable stuff. I talk about things like motherhood and productivity and faith and, and all the way to like a very big focus on building a design business specifically, whether you're a website designer, brand designer, graphic designer, and then other types of marketing things like I talk about marketing on social media, marketing through email marketing. There's just a lot of just holistic business stuff for small business owners. So I would go there and like download episodes that you feel like resonates with you. And then listen to those. And also did a few episodes about my maternity leave last time. If anyone's interested in like how you could plan a big maternity leave from your business, there's some episodes on that too. Yeah. Okay. One more question. Yeah. <laughs> now that we now that you mentioned how many episodes you have, how long have you had your podcast and how often do you publish a new yeah. or release a new episode? So I've had it four and a half years and I released one episode a week. So that's kind of what it ended up 
being um I've had some weeks like this week I released two episodes and I've also had weeks where I released nothing I definitely take a break around the holidays when I'm just like people aren't really listening to podcasts as much but yeah that's basically what comes out to if you do one a week is not being about 240 episodes after four and a half years so yeah um that's that's where I'm at on it it was just so fun I've loved it it's crazy that it's been going this long it feels crazy being the 200s now too yeah and like being so consistent is amazing yeah it's been yeah well yeah well thank you so much for being here and uh, we'll be in touch on instagram and other platforms yes love it thank you so much for having me thank you for joining us today on the profitable graphic designer in addition to this podcast we have created some amazing online courses to help you set up your business get more clients and scale to the income level you desire If you need help developing your graphic brand or web portfolio so it stands out, if you want to learn how to create proposals new clients will say yes to, if you're still trying to figure out how much to charge for your services, and if becoming the go-to designer for your dream clients is your goal this year, then I invite you to enroll in my signature 12-week program, The Profitable Designer, or one of our other specialized online courses. To learn more about it and get started, visit eventiveacademy.com. See you next time.